Hi, and thanks for listening to another audio podcast from Creekside Community Church, Narangba, Queensland. For more information and resources, please visit our website at www.creekside.org.au. So that's really wonderful. I, just for a moment there, you took me back to Gateway Baptist days, uh, Tim. I knew Tim way back we had, when Tim was the pastor at Gateway Baptist and, and uh, involved a lot with Willow Creek together and uh, different church um, activities and conferences that we did together. And uh, then Tim was over with uh, Compassion Australia and I, I became Australian manager for Destiny Rescue. And so we've kind of had experience at leading um, mission type organisations as well. And uh, then back at the church, and now I get the chance to cross paths with you here at Creekside, and that's been an amazing time to refresh our friendship over these last six months as well. So I've really appreciated you, Tim, and Chris, it's been great to connect with you as well um, here at um, Creekside. So here we are, we've got all the kids in with us this morning. Welcome to the kids. Let's give our kids a clap. Our kids are a special part of the service. And uh, obviously, they're not out running around with uh, doing games and things with Rhonda today. Rhonda's not here. I'm not sure where Rhonda is today, but I think probably having a well-earned break. Um, and uh, Mel's away. There's a few people away today because uh, of school holidays as well, so we're aware of that. Um, but I thought that's why we put the commissioning service. It's such a special time, really, for the church. And I know it involves me as well, but, and I'm here today, but I think it's actually more important for the church as a whole. You've been praying for so long for a pastor uh, to come along. I thought, let's put it in the first week back after school holiday. So everyone's back on deck. They're not off camping somewhere. We're all here. Life is kind of getting back to normal, and we can all experience that day together as a special moment for the church. And then also maybe we could have a fellowship lunch together afterwards. Does that sound good? Food is always good, right? That's one of my things in ministry is that food is definitely a must uh, at as many events as possible. So uh, let's, let's always keep that as one of our highest values. All right. So I want to ask a question of the kids, since we've got the kids in the service with us this morning. What's the f- we're in a cold winter season at the moment, but let's talk about the seasons for a second. So all the kids, have I got your attention, kids? Your parents, I'm going to need your help right now. So let's just, let's just ask the kids, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the season winter? What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of winter? Snow. Cold, right. Anything else? No, nothing else. Okay. Curled up under a blanket in front of a fireplace, maybe? Okay, what's the first thing I want to hear you kids yell out now? What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of summer? Hot, warm. This is really good. The kids are teaching you adults how we interact in church now, okay? So when I, when I ask for something and I want to ask get an answer, then you're allowed to answer. Does that make sense? The kids are doing a great example of that for us. Okay, what's the first thing, kids, when, when we think of the word autumn, the season of autumn? Leaves, orange. They're great answers. What else? What was that one? Red. Yes, color. I thought you said Rest. I was like, yeah, it would be nice. <laughs> Have a rest in autumn. All right, anything else? All right, what, what about the last one? What's the last season, kids? Springtime. What do you think of in springtime? Flowers. Daisies. 
Beautiful. All right. That's good answers, isn't it? Let's give our kids a little clap. They're wonderful. Springtime. I often think of springtime, I think of beautiful days, gardens growing, new shoots on the trees, flowers are blossoming, sunny days, and there's growth happening, starting to happen again, coming out of the wintertime. Springtime is a time of newness. Springtime is a season, I guess, spiritually speaking, that it can be a time of newness for us spiritually as well. And God knew that. God created the seasons, didn't he? God created seasons. You know, if, even in a world that's chaotic and totally crazy, so often in our, in our lives is crazy, but seasons is something that God gave us in the world that's routine. Seasons just come and seasons just go. Routinely, year after year, they kind of put something back in our life that's consistent and ordered because God is a God of order. God is a God of order. When our world is out of control, he's still a God of order. And I'm not just talking in nature as we think of the seasons. I'm thinking spiritually as well that we have seasons in our life. And the seasons kind of take this, this, metaphorically speaking, like what nature is. We go through a summer season of growth. You know, a summer season's incredible time of growing and everything seems to be going fine in summer, right? You know, everything's growing and, and it's nice and warm and nothing's going to get in the way of what's going on in your life in a summer season. It's just a time of growth. But what about in autumn time? It's one of those seasons, it feels like things are just aren't the way they were when you're in full swing in summer. You know, we get to autumn and those things, maybe the leaves start to fall off the trees. Maybe things have died a little and maybe we've got to prune back a little bit here and prune back a little bit there in preparation for springtime and, and, and so on. But we, we find that that's more of a, it's not all bad. Autumn's not a bad season spiritually in our life, but it's, it's one of those seasons where it's like a transition season. Things are just transitioning in our lives. What about winter season? We're kind of in a winter season now, aren't we? So it's getting pretty cold. I mean, I know Rick and Leone probably up from Melbourne. They're probably, what are you talking about? There's nothing cold going on up here. But I think it's been pretty cold. Um, you know, those seasons in life where life spiritually, it just feels a bit cold. Feels like nothing much is happening and feels like the grass is not growing. That's a good thing, right? You don't have to mow, like, oh, I'm going five acres on my property. I was like, I love winter. I don't have to mow for three months. And so, you know, it feels like sometimes it's not a good thing, winter times. And you just want to kind of hibernate and get under the blanket and just hide away. It's one of those times where it's maybe a bit darker in life. You know, the days are shorter because the morning is darker and the evening comes and the evening comes earlier and it's darker earlier on. And so it just feels kind of dark season in some ways and sometimes in those days you you have more longer nights longer nights of dark nights of the soul even when you're going through stress and issues of life that you you want to just curl up and even be alone at times but remember this too some of you are in your winter season right now and I want to encourage you spiritually speaking right now that if you're in a winter season that this season will pass Seasons come and seasons, very good. That was one of those times where we respond. Um, seasons come and seasons go. But because remember, what comes after winter, church? 
Springtime, right? Who loves springtime, by the way? Anybody? Yes. We all love springtime. Why is that? It's that in-between season, between the winter season and the summer season, isn't it? And the weather is magic. And the days are fresh. The air is fresh and it's crisp and it's beautiful. And the plants start growing. And my five acres of grass starts growing. And you've got to get out the mower again, and, which actually I do love doing that. It's just in summer you've got to do it every week. I don't like that. But, but church, I believe that we're entering into a springtime season. I know you say, yeah, but it's winter. What are you talking about? I'm saying bring on a spiritual springtime, God. Amen? Bring on a spiritual springtime, a spring season that would have new life, new opportunities, new blessings. I believe that there's a beautiful day emerging for our church, a church where we could have deeper fellowship, and I just believe it's a new day. I know we're actually in winter, but I'm praying to God and I'm calling for, I'm not waiting till September for spring this time. I'm saying, God, give me three months early. I want spiritual springtime right here and right now in the name of Jesus. Is that okay with everyone? Everyone say with me, it's a new day. In the book of Ecclesiastes, we look in there and we can see that the teacher who's writing about it is exploring the meaning of life and searching for lasting value in his life. And he's considering all these aspects of life and, and uh, he's saying, you know, considering wisdom and considering knowledge, considering pleasure and work and time and all kind of the key aspects of, of his life. But he comes away from his search with a very cynical and even kind of unsettling view about life. And, and he says that life is meaningless. Life is meaningless and that life is empty and that life is frustrating that's how he, he came away after kind of thinking through all these things. He's sharing about his search for a satisfaction, to, to find a satisfaction in life, and he can't find it anywhere, and wealth, and all these things he says, it's, it's meaningless. And in which we discover, until we discover, God in the midst of things, there is no meaning to be found. And interestingly, in his search, we see the writer uh, talking about seasons in life as well. He's talking about seasons and they're saying pretty much that seasons is a normal part of life. Seasons is something we should expect to be as part of our life as though seasons in life was something that God made happen. Interesting thought. As though these seasons in life that God was in control of the seasons even. I said before, God is a God of order and helps create seasons in our life that we can go in and through. Let's have a look at Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 to 8. I'm just going to read this. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under the sun or under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to cry, a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones and a time to embrace and a time to turn away and a time to search and a time to quit searching. You don't have to keep searching for a pastor, guys. A time to keep and a time to throw away and a time to tear and a time to mend and a time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love 
time to hate, a time for war, a time for peace. Church, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. And I believe that we as a church family, that we're entering a new season. It's a time for love. It's a time for Christ-centeredness. It's a time for prayer. It's a time for healing and a time for connection and a time for care. It's a time for reaching out and a time for worship and a time for growth. A time for ministry of the Holy Spirit. A time for God's presence to be sensed deeply. A time for some amazing new blessings. A time for answers to your prayers. A time for digging deep and a time for pruning back and a time for new shoots to come out and a time for watering and a time for sunshine. A time for nourishment, a time for joy, a time for love, a time for peace. I pray that this will be true for this time at Creekside, for you, for your family, for your friends, for me, for Jesus, for his family, for the body of Christ, for his spirit to fall, for his spirit to flow, for his spirit to move, to move in our hearts powerfully, to move in our hearts with undeniable and unquenchable sense of his presence in our lives. I'm speaking a new day over us, church. I'm speaking a new day over us in the name of Jesus a new season for Creekside Community Church, a new time, a springtime. We've come from all different backgrounds, and some of you have been here and walked a 17-year journey. Some of you have been here from the start, and you've walked a long journey, and you've seen the ups and downs of church life over those years. And some of you are here for the very first time today, and some of you came just last week for your very first time. But we're all here together as the body of Christ. So there's some new faces who are here. But whoever you are, God has put you here for this time, for this moment, for this new day, for this new season, for this springtime season. And if you're new here, it's okay because I'm new here too. So we're going to be growing together. And we'll be ever-changing and ever-growing and ever-developing this church family. And this church family will be lavished in love. Say that with me. Lavished in love. Isn't that beautiful? And this church family will be centered on Christ. Say that with me. Centered on Christ. And this church family will be empowered in prayer. Say that with me. Empowered in prayer. Can I have a show of hands of anyone? I am trying to lift our heart of faith today. Can I have a show of anyone here who says, I want to be part of a new season like that? I want to be part of a new season like that. And it's beginning in me. And it's beginning in you. If we want to create that atmosphere, we can because the Holy Spirit can move powerfully in the middle of that, lavish in love, centered in Christ, empowered in prayer. We can do that. You know, God called me here back in December, mid, mid-December, when I was sitting in a little church that I'd planted down in Peninsula, down in Clontaff. I was sitting there mid-December and the Pastor John, who was speaking that day, he preached and spoke on Mark chapter 1, verse 17, When Jesus called his first disciples by saying, come, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And they dropped their nets immediately and they followed him. And God spoke to my heart in that moment. 
He said, come and follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. I thought, God is calling me back into the ministry. God is calling me now into his kingdom building purpose for my life again. I didn't know where. All I knew was he said, come and follow me. So I dropped my nets in a sense and I said, okay, I'm going to try and follow you as close as I can. And uh, that weekend, I was at Christmas carols over at uh, Emerge Church in Albany Hills and Pastor Mark Elmendorp, who's there, who's a great friend of mine. And Mark says, I just want to put your name forward for a church. I'm like, out of the blue is an opportunity. I thought, okay, well, I said to God, come follow me. I better, if it's a green light, I'll keep going. And so Mark mentioned, and I met up with Simon and about Creekside, and that was six months ago. And then we've been just kind of wrestling through this process over these last six months and really seeking God on this. But, you know, there was a time where I said, okay, God, I'm just going to close this door and see if I can close this door. And I couldn't close the door. It stayed cracked open. And, and, um, and then I came along to church one Sunday about eight weeks ago, and Cain was speaking. Love Cain's preaching, by the way. Love Cain's teachings. Uh, Cain is uh, speaking, and he said the words, uh, come, follow me. As I sat there and I'm seeking the Lord. Immediately I had this encounter with the Holy Spirit sitting here about where you are, Ken. And I just had this sense of God's presence so strong on my life that I'm like, God, you're speaking to me again. And I can't get away from it. I'm not sure if uh, it meant anything to anybody else in this church is probably thinking, what's going on? Troy, no. But I was having an encounter with God at that moment. (laughs) He was speaking to me. Isn't God amazing? It's perfect for some and others. It's something else God is saying. And I followed him and it led me here to be your pastor. And it's an honor. Um, like I don't know all you people here yet. I've met quite a lot of you. But I know that I belong here because God led me here. I feel confident of that. And I know that you are here because God called you here. I'm confident of that. You're not here. We're not here for high fives and spine tingles and goosebumps, are we? We're here because God is doing something in our life and he's stirring in our heart and soul and he's called us here to be the body of Christ together. And he's called me here to be part of that with you now. I want to tell you what I see. I see a springtime season where we start planting, where we start watering, a season of nurturing, a season of healing for some of you a season of building up, a season of crying together, a season of grieving together, a season of dancing and gathering and sending and embracing and searching for God and throwing away spring cleaning in a sense and making room for the new and expanding and pruning and mending and being quiet and celebrating and loving and seeking God and praying. This is a season. It's a new day. I'm certainly not saying you haven't been doing all of these things. I'm just saying that this is my heart and what I want to bring to you as a leader here. And I'm asking you to embrace this new season with me. I'm asking you to come with a heart of faith and deepen your roots right now. I'm asking you to come on a journey and be nourished in the Word of God right now. I'm asking you to come on a journey with me and be extravagant worshippers together as we are passionate in our prayer and our worship. And that we would increase the love in our, fe- in our fellowship, the love and be lavished in love in our fellowship. And that we would become outrageous in our giving, in our giving of our time and our giving 
of our talents and serving him, in our giving of our finances and the way God has blessed us in that. And my heart is for all of us to take a journey of discipleship, becoming deeper and stronger in your spiritual life, that you will be a kingdom builder, that one day when you stand before God, that he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. That's my heart, is to raise disciples. It's not to build great big church and build great big services and programs. And yes, we need to create a nice atmosphere and you know, do some things around here that will just lift it and give God our absolute best. But it's not about that. It's about you becoming a disciple. It's about you growing deeper in the Lord. And that's my real heart. You know, John Maxwell, you may have heard of him. He's a great leadership speaker, a coach, and has been a pastor for many years. He did a message when I was young, younger, younger, not young, uh, in life. He says, life is a series of changing seasons. And that really spoke to me. And I want to ask you right now, what season are you in personally? I've been talking about the season as a church, but what season are you in personally right now? Are you in your summer season? Are you in your autumn Are you in your winter season? And springtime is coming. Are you in your springtime season? And I've been through a lot of different seasons in my life, and I guess just sharing some of that with you over time, I look forward to that, sharing some of those seasons with you in my life. But the scripture is clear in Ecclesiastes that our lives are a series of seasons. And as I said before, the writer found it meaningless when God wasn't at the center of every season. The writer found it meaningless. And so I want to say, may everything we do be centered on Christ, that our eyes will be fixed on him, that we will always be winding every season back to God to be at the center of it all. Does that make sense? That Jesus will be at the center of everything. And we know that that won't always be a springtime season around here, and I'm declaring a springtime season for as long as possible here. But sometimes we'll go through other seasons as a church, won't we? There'll be another winter season, or there'll be a, you know, one of those hard seasons to get through. And as they say, we know that life is not always a bed of roses. Sometimes you go through winter season and life is just hard. And sometimes it goes on for a long time. And you can't wait to see the end of that season. But that's why we need our church family. And that's why we need to lock arms. And that's why we need to be together when you're going through a hard season. I remember way back in 1999, I planted a church called Riverside Community Church. And I planted that church down in Kalanga. It then became Axis Church in North Lake, so I relaunched that church in 2012 to 2017. I pastored Riverside for nine and a half years, and then we relaunched as Axis Church in, in another five years in, in North Lakes. And then we sent out 80 people, and we planted a church in Clontaff called Peninsula Life Church. They were all springtime seasons for me. They were all Amazing times where we just went awesome times where God was moving in through our life and our ministry. Building church family, building my own family, lots and lots of new life and lots of new growth and so much joy. And then autumn season comes in, doesn't it? 
and the leaves start to fall off the trees. You have to start pruning things back and you're like, it's not the same season. It doesn't feel like it was. It's, now it just feels different. We're not, we're not in full swing the way it felt like in summertime or springtime and, and then you get to that winter season. And I just want to share with you, just so you're getting to know my heart a little more as well, that I've just come out of a really long six-year winter season in my life. Um, most of you or some of you may know and maybe it's new for some of you that I've walked a very devastating journey for the last six years with my wife of 25 years. She passed away just over 12 months ago with brain cancer. And we walked that five year, me and my kids and my mom and Ken and our, our, my family, Jody's here, my sister. And, you know, we walked that journey for five years just watching that happen. It was a winter season in many ways. And, you know, in reflection... There's still love and there's still joy and there's still happiness to be found even in winter seasons. When you have God at the centre of it. When you have God at the centre of it. That's the key to what I'm talking about. And the key to Ecclesiastes was he, if it was meaningless without God. What the pain that you're walking through in your life is meaningless without God. And so... In reflection, you know, I believe and I encourage you if you're in your winter season to lean into God by faith, to lean into God in prayer in these times, to find the warmth of his presence, to find his love, to find his joy, to find his happiness that can come even in the midst of a winter season. Does that make sense? The fact that Jenny, my wife, was a full-blown, fully devoted believer in Christ, you know, she's walking with Jesus in glory now. She's actually better off than me, better off than you right now, right? So I've been able to walk through that. And over the past 12 months, I've had Mia as a great friend of mine and just building a really strong connection with her. And she's here with me and just a big part of the, the future of my life and the future here and hopefully in ministry and in our church as well. And, you know, I just want you to journey with us through these seasons. And whatever season you're in, I talk about springtime for the church, but I know some of you, you're in your winter season right now, and it's just hard. It's just hard. Well, you've got my heart and you've got my compassion as you walk through your winter time, okay? And I'm here for you, and I'd love to pray with you and support you. I learned a lot of lessons from going through my winter season, through pain and through heartache, and I know that that's helped me be the person that I am here today. So I have compassion. And if you're in a winter season personally, you need to... Lock arms with your church family. Don't separate yourself from the church. That would be a big mistake. You've got to wind your season back to God. Put Jesus at the center of it because he is the one who makes it meaningful. He will give purpose to your pain. Do not go through your pain and let it just happen without purpose. Don't go through pain in life or a hard time in your life. And you know, God wants to take every situation of your life and give it purpose and meaning. Okay, But for me right now, it's a springtime season. Amen and hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got through that. This year has been a great season. My son Ethan's here today too. I don't know if he's still here or not. Ethan, are you still here? I think he had to leave because he was caring for one of the young fellas, Kai. 
Um, Ethan's going to help lead worship here sometimes. He's, he's a great musician, great singer. He's coming along, but he's also a carer with NDIS. So he had one of his, the young fellows here today, but I think he had to leave. So um, my kids are incredible. I've got Chloe. She's 23. She's married to Matthew. You'll, you'll meet the, the kids over time. They attend other churches as well. So Erin's my 21. She sang here with me a, a week or two ago, and we led worship. Erin's um, engaged to be married later this year. Ethan, as I mentioned, is a guitarist and singer, and he's 18 and professional musician already. He's doing incredible in his music career. And then Amy, she's 14, and you'll see a lot of Amy because she comes... Uh, she gets dragged along to everything still that I have to do. She doesn't have her own car yet, so. But you'll get to know Amy, and she's beautiful. And she's a gymnast. She'll probably do cartwheels across the front or something. You won't see her up here singing probably, so. But I love my family so much, and um, everyone here has just been so supportive through, for our family through that time with my family, my mom and, my, and Ken, uh, my stepdad. And so, yeah, here we are. Here we are. Can we just praise God for a minute? Let's just thank him. He's just such a good God. Let's love him. Just love the Lord so much. We've got to just express our heart and our worship to him all the time. You know, God spoke to me. I'll start to wrap this up in a minute. But God spoke to me about what my role here is to do. Okay, what's my role here for you? God told me what I'm to do. Proverbs 27, 23 to 27. It says this will be up on the screen. It says, focus your heart Focus your heart and attention. Can we have the slide up, please, on this one? Proverbs 27. Focus your heart and your attention on your herds and flock and know the condition of the heart of the flock. Focus your heart and attention on your herds and flock and know the condition of the heart of the flock. And I believe this is God's word for me as a pastor and my role here at Creekside is to be a shepherd to you. It's to focus on your heart. It's to help build an atmosphere where we can come and find that love and acceptance and healing, to find the presence of God where you can find security and find significance in Christ. My heart is to know the condition of your heart and help you wind back things to God where he could be at the center of it all, where your heart could be ministered to. And uh, it's where I want to focus my ministry is on our hearts and um, helping your heart thrive and helping you grow in Christ. You know, as we build that into us as disciples, we increase the capacity to increase and reach more people from the community and bring them in to find Christ. But we've got to build the heart of Christ here within us. I know that you've been praying for a pastor for a long time. It's been a couple of years since your previous pastor and probably just prayerfully over a long time praying. So you've, you've done an amazing job as a church to keep the ball rolling along, to keep the wheels rolling along. And uh, thank you for faithfully praying. And I feel very privileged because many of you have prayed a lot. And I didn't know that at the time, but you were actually praying for me. Did you know that? I hope you're not too disappointed. (laughs) I didn't know you were praying for me, but God knew Linda Lang, one of the um, ladies in our church here, came to me and she shared a passage with me last week afterwards and uh, she said that she's been praying for years for a new pastor. She's been unknowingly praying for me, that she said that she'd been led a couple of years back with this passage in Numbers 27, 15 to 17. I just wanted to share it because I just love the way God's handiwork and the way he's moved and brought things together. Moses said to the Lord, 
May the Lord, the God who gives breath to all living things, appoint someone over this community to go out and come in before them, one who will lead them out and bring them in, so the Lord's people will not be like sheep without a shepherd. Isn't that a great prayer? Another version, the Living Bible version, which Linda shared with me actually, says to appoint a new leader for the people, a man who will lead them into battle and care for them. How about that? Did you know that we're in a spiritual war church? There's a target on your back as a Christian. And we're in an ever-changing culture that's becoming more and more less Christian. And uh, so as, you know, Christians, we are in battle. Uh, Scripture talks about that. And so my heart is to help us walk through the battles, battles of life and the battle in our world, and be strong in battle and be a man who will care for you. That's my heart. So here I am, and I'll do my best in these areas to care for you spiritually. God's led me here. I followed him, and I'm here to serve God. I'm here to serve you, and I'm available. I'm available to him. I'm here to love you. I'm here to lead this church. I feel weak at times. I feel um, inadequate at times. I'm grateful that I've had a lot of experience now in my life, but that doesn't mean that I'm perfect at this. And so, you know, there's times where I need you to hold up my arms. There's times where I need you to just be with me on this journey. I'm still dealing with my own stuff too on my journey. So we are in this together. Does that make sense? And I hope you feel that from my heart today. Creekside, it's a new day. It's a new season. And I think we should pray together. That's why I called a prayer meeting already. In a few weeks' time, we'll have an all-church prayer meeting one Sunday afternoon in July. And I'll have some pizzas there, make it more enticing for everybody to come. Because sometimes prayer is just not enough. No, we've got to feed each other as well. And so... Um, make sure you have a good feed and then we'll have a really good prayer meeting. The kids will be part of that. I want to, I love the kids. I want you to know we're a church full of young families. Kids is the life and the vibrancy and the, and the, and the activity of the church. So I just want to support Rhonda and the, all the kids leaders um, that we need to just keep on giving into them and into the ministry for the, for the kids and the youth. Okay. How about we do something completely different? just to mark this moment. And um, I was going to think, why don't we, instead of just having a song and everything is great, why don't we, to mark it's a new day, it's a new season, summertime, it's a springtime season, it's a beautiful sunny day out there, let's go and stand on the grass out there in the sun and look back at the church, reach our hands towards the building symbolically saying this is what God is doing in our life now and I'm going to lead us in a prayer for this new season. Does that sound okay? And then we'll have morning tea together. I know Laura, um, Laura, you've organized some coffee and a little bit of morning tea. Um, thank you for that. And so let's go out to the grass outside. Bring the kids. Well, they can jump on the playground if they want. And we'll just meet out there in just about a minute. <laughs>